Hey there, welcome back to the Path of Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning back in today for the third installment in our latest series, Leave the Corners, a command to be compassionate. And we ended part two with talking about how a lot of times we may not think about the Torah giving us commands that are according to being compassionate and merciful and kind and it is not in any way all about what foods you can eat and what you can't and what you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this. In fact, there are many instructions that are exactly what Yeshua pointed to that are all about how we love Yahweh our Elohim and how we love others, which is we may get to that in this part and that may be the next part, depending on how we travel along here. But I just want to make the point clear that, that we have been literally commanded, that if we are really Yahweh's possession, we have been commanded to show compassion. And as we've been talking about, metaphorically, according to our lives and how we live and what we do in, in regards to others, to leave the corners for those who are not in covenant, who are on the outside looking in, the, the gar people, as we talked about in the Hebrew, those who are the the alien and the foreigner. And so I want to talk about the alien and the foreigner uh, for just a little bit here. And many of the, the Older Testament biblical examples um, of how these individuals were, were integrated, if you will, into Yahweh's people. And, and all, of the, all of the times that Yahweh spoke to this circumstance time and time and time again, um, this is addressed in Exodus and Leviticus. Um, it's, it's all over the place. And so I just want to read some of those to, to continue to further this point about those in and those who are out. Um, let's start with Exodus chapter 12. Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron, this is the statute of the Passover. Um, again, we talked about that a little bit earlier. No foreigner shall eat of it. But every servant that is bought for money may eat of it after you have circumcised him. No foreigner or hired worker may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the flesh outside of the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. All of the congregation of Israel shall keep it. Now here we move into, okay, so that's exclusion, right? But let's continue to read the text. If a stranger shall sojourn with you, okay, so they're coming alongside you in, in your life and what you do, and if he wants to keep the Passover to Yahweh, okay, so this is criteria now, he's joined alongside you and he has, a, has a, an interest, if you will, a desire to, to memorialize Passover to Yahweh, let all his males be circumcised. Oh, okay. So wait, there's criteria that can allow this foreigner, this, this stranger, to come in, okay? Clearly stated here. Then, okay, after the circumcision, then he may come near and keep it. He shall be as a native of the land. And, and see, this is a snapshot into the beauty of the new covenant, which is we who were Gentile exiles, uh, well, we were foreigners, strangers, aliens, we as this individual, according to Yahweh's prescribed ways, were beckoned and welcomed in to be as a native of the land. Now, this is, this is steeped with identity understanding towards the grafted-in principle. 
and the full gospel and who we are now in Messiah. And, and man, th- I mean, there's no way to get around all this identity verbiage here. Um, so let's continue. So if, he, if his males are circumcised and he is journeying along with you and he desires to keep Passover, then he may come near and keep it. And he shall be again as a native of the land. But no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law, one law, for both the native and for the stranger who sojourns among you. Okay? There shall be one law, one law. Okay? And so here, and here's the reality. This goes back to our point in part two. There's one law, friend. One. And it is for, and, and all of humanity are two parties. Okay, all of humanity are two parties. You are in covenant or you are not. We understand that, right? That that is that is the entire book of the Bible from beginning to end summarized in a very simple to understand sentence. There is one law and you are either in covenant according to it or you are not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to make it any more simple than that. (laughs) One law for the native and one for the stranger who sojourns among you. Okay? Does that even need explained any more than that? I don't believe so. Leviticus uh, 16.29. Now, this is talking about the Day of Atonement. It shall be, it, the Day of Atonement, shall be a statute to you forever, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves, which we have talked about, we've got a teaching on here about Okay, what does afflicting yourself mean? It doesn't mean getting out a sharp knife and torturing yourself. It is talking about a self-denial. Again, something that we see all throughout the Newer Testament. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow the way of the Messiah. Afflict yourself. Deny your own wants and cravings, the natural man. And don't work. Either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. Later on, Leviticus 17, 8, you shall say to them, any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn among them, who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it to Yahweh, that man shall be cut off, put out from his people. Okay, so in other words, just a little peek into this. Unless you do this in the prescribed way, whether you're a stranger um, or of the house of Israel, same criteria, same demands are necessary upon both. There are things to do and ways to do them, whether you're native or alien, you do them according to these ways to be acceptable in the eyes of the Father. Pretty simple again, right? Leviticus 18.26, You shall keep my statutes and my rules and do none of the abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all of these abominations so that the land became unclean. Um, Leviticus 24, 22. You shall have the same rule for the sojourner and for the native. For I am Yahweh, your Elohim. 1933 and 34. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you. You shall love him as yourself. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. I thought Yeshua came up with that. No, friend, no. Yeshua the Son was speaking the words of his Father. 
you shall love the, the, the stranger as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your Elohim. Why, is he keep, why does he keep saying, I am Yahweh your Elohim? It's more than just reminding them who he was, friend. It was an identity issue. You have covenantally joined with me. And in other words, if I, Yahweh, if I'm really your Elohim, if I am seated upon the throne of your life, this is what you do. And if you have a problem with that, then we don't understand the Elohim of Elohim's understanding. That's my, that's my viewpoint. Um, so treat the stranger, love him as you love yourself. Huh. <laughs> Exodus 23, verse 9. You shall not oppress a sojourner. You know the heart of a sojourner, for you were sojourners yourself in the land of Egypt. Now, this is so awesome how Holy Spirit teaches us things um, as we study. Um, because then I arrived in Deuteronomy chapter 10 as I began to say, oh, I've got to move this, this study to a conclusion or it's, or it's going to be 20 pages. I'm already at six and I really didn't want to bite off a six part uh, teaching. Um, and so in Deuteronomy 10, again, I just would like to submit that Holy Spirit led me to this full circle, if you will, um, to land here. Um, and again, as we in our house are, are celebrating, memorializing um, Shavuot and Pentecost today. Um, here we read the account of what was taking place when Yahweh was again, because <laughs> Moses kind of lost his cool and threw down the first round. Um, he's giving the, the, the law to Moses. It says this, um, quote, And now, Israel, what does Yahweh your Elohim require of you? But to fear Yahweh your Elohim. Man, this is Yahweh your Elohim, man. I'm telling you, the principle I just shared, this is throughout this for that reason. So it's this constant reminder. If I am covenantally your God of all gods, listen to my words. (laughs) Fear him. Walk in all his ways. Love him. Serve Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul. And to keep the commandments and statutes of Yahweh which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to Yahweh your Elohim belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet Yahweh set his heart in love on your fathers and and chose their offspring after them. You above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcised therefore, please listen, in Deuteronomy now. Circumcised therefore the foreskin of your heart. This is such a great misunderstanding, friend, that somehow everything that preceded was type and shadow, and now we have the real. Hebrew says now we're in the real deal. And everything that preceded, they only had types and shadows. <laughs> friend, no, that's, that's, that's pride, that's arrogance to exalt ourselves over the prophets, man. No way, no way. <laughs> Circumcise the foreskin of your hearts. Deuteronomy chapter 10. Be no longer stubborn, for Yahweh your Elohim is is Elohim of all Elohims and Lord of all lords. And um, he is the great, the mighty, and the awesome Elohim who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow. He loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, Love the sojourner, 
for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. So, friend, do you understand? This is another example of a command to be compassionate. A command to leave the corners and consider those who are outside looking in so that there is some chance that they might see the compassion and kindness of our Father. Written in His Torah for all humanity to to look upon and personally decide, will I covenantally join myself with this awesome Creator? And friend, the reality is this is a correct version and vantage point of rightfully holding our responsibility as imagers of the Most High. That's why we have got to walk according to the footsteps of our Messiah King, who only spoke what the Father spoke, because within that is safety. Within that is absolute truth. Within that is perfection, because as we've already said, the Torah of Yahweh Almighty is perfect, reviving the soul. It is our go-to sure thing, capital T, truth. And within it, we see a command to be compassionate so that those aliens on the outside can look in via our lives and see a compassionate king. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So here we are again. The new covenant invitation is really, in this light, nothing new at all yet again. (laughs) Mercy. Grace, forgiveness, an open door to become Yahweh's people has always been present, friend. I hope I have made that clear. For who? <laughs> For the one who does what he commands and therefore enters into his covenant that he perfectly keeps. He never broke it. The only reason we even need a new covenant is because humanity needed divorce because they were covenant breakers by being lawless ones full of idolatry. We don't even deserve another chance in the new covenant, friend. But it is a covenant. We have who have returned with Yahweh's ways, to Yahweh's ways via the Son, must be a people who cling to the commands that show us how to love others. Whether you like it or not, or even agree or not, is really, it's not up to us. The Torah shows us how to do the two greatest commands. They show us, they walk us through how to love Yahweh our Elohim and how to love others. Like we're bringing out in this series here. The command to be compassionate shows us how to do one of the two greatest, which we're about to move into. It points to Father's ways. It points to His heart, which hopefully will lead others to Him to willfully choose to enter His covenant like we have. I believe that this is one of the reasons why Yeshua, as we just said, summed up the entire Torah with the two greatest. Love Yahweh and love your neighbor as yourself. Why? <laughs> Without deliberate intent on my part, I landed here. Um, and, and we're going to end, end this series here. I, I, didn't, I didn't plan to arrive here in this part. And so I'd, I'd like to submit that this is what the Spirit is saying. 
I'm not smart enough to make all this uh, connect. We see the entirety, I would submit to you, of what Yeshua said in Matthew 22 when he said this, quote, It was asked of him, before he speaks, he's asked this question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And as we talked about, ironically enough, in the last series about the accusations and acts, the accusations, as we said, were, were basically also what was uh, put on Shaul. Shaul in Acts and, and Yeshua previous. Which, which all of the accusations were an attempt to trap these individuals. It was not really to gain understanding towards truth. It was, it was a trap set um, for Yeshua and for Shaul Paul. And we know that, but that needs mentioning. But he's, they are asking a question which he answers, so it's applicable for us to read. Teacher, what, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Which one's the best one? And Yeshua responds and says this, quote, You shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. So the second is like the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he concludes by saying, All of the law and the prophets hang upon these two commandments. Okay. So simplified, and some of you have seen this before, and most of you have probably not. There are individuals who are very educated and much smarter than I am who have compiled. Um, some are even interactive where you have the two greatest there's, a, there's a, uh, an interactive one that is phenomenal that we could spend our lives just sitting at a computer going through that shows the two greatest and how they come out and are described in detail in Torah, um, which is significant and, and easy to understand because Yeshua concludes this, this statement that all of the, the entirety of the law and the prophets hang upon, come off of, are... are are connected to these two commandments. Of course, of course, Yeshua is not saying now you only do these two. That, because he, if he were doing that, he would have gone and said, and this is what you do. But he knew it wasn't necessary. That's what's comical. He knew it wasn't necessary to then, after he said that phrase, and this is how you love Yahweh your Elohim, and this is how you love your neighbor as yourself. He knew it had already been explained. He knew that Father's Torah had already shown us how. <laughs> it wasn't necessary. <laughs> so, in conclusion, we'll, we'll move to an end here. To be clear, in today's main text that we've talked about, about leave the corners, um, for, the, for the alien, for the stranger, um, Yeshua is saying these things, these two greatest commands. I would, I, would, I would propose to you for consideration that in this command to be compassionate, we see the two greatest play out. I believe we see the command of how to love others at the reaping of the harvest during Shavuot. Um, We see the origin of these great words of Yeshua, both of the greatest. And I'm going to explain how I see that, and then, then we'll conclude this. Number one, okay, we'll go back to the text to make sure that you don't think I'm just, this is not, I don't believe this is commentary. As we've already read, it's, it's probably unnecessary to read it again. But when your harvest is coming in, paraphrased, you, you do not gather every single grain that's in your field. 
you purposely leave it, or even the, even the grapes here in the, in the chapter 19 of Leviticus account. Don't gather the grapes left on the vine or the ones that are fallen on the ground. Leave these and leave the corners for the poor and needy and the gar, the, the foreigner, the stranger, the sojourner. So that's number one. How we see this play out, and I propose this to you, is number one, we must establish covenant living within ourselves. Well, let me read it this way, and, and please forgive me if I'm confusing you. Let's start with the, the, um, the second. Um, love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. I think, as, I, as I've already said earlier, when, when this concludes and we see it all throughout the Older Testament, for I am Yahweh your Elohim, and, and this constant reminder, he's not just saying, Yahweh's not saying that because he enjoys saying his name, friends. It's this constant reminder because the ancient understanding of idolatry and you had, you know, little E Elohims running all about. <laughs> every culture, every land, every sect of people, every region, every temple. I mean, there was there were millions of Elohim. So Yahweh was constantly saying this, I believe, as this constant reminder, remember, son, remember, daughter, remember, capital P people. When you entered covenant, you did so by confessing and thereby walking out the reality that you have covenantally joined yourself to me, the Elohim of all Elohims, and there is no other. Okay? There is no idolatry. There's no other consideration of others. I'm it. I am the one seated upon the throne of your life. And so, number one, to be clear, we must establish covenant living within ourselves. We must make sure that we are in first, okay? That's got to be, man, we've got to set up camp there maybe for a year to scripturally make sure that we have been born again, regenerated, moved from death to life, and not just been made sinless, washed, but have we entered covenant now? Because that's the new covenant reality, is is the prophecy fulfilled that the, that the old covenant— that was on hearts and tablets of stone, as the prophecy says, will be written upon hearts of flesh. That is the new covenant. So if the Torah is nowhere in your life, friend, in 2022 Christianity, the question has to be asked because of what Ezekiel and and other places in the scriptures speak of, Jeremiah, am I really born again? If I know nothing about covenant, if I know nothing about what started with Abraham and a new people that are Yahweh's possession, we have to ask that question and set up camp at number one. We must make sure that Yahweh is, in fact, our Elohim. We must willfully enter into covenant that will be evidenced by walking in Father's ways established for his set-apart people, as Ezekiel said, that all this is happening with the heart exchange so that you will walk in my laws. That is why I will put my spirit within you, says Yahweh Elohim. That is why the prophecy fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 must take place so that I can accomplish what I promised, covenantally speaking, for any who would enter in via Yeshua Messiah, the initiator of the new covenant. <laughs> Number two, and this is where we get to our main point of the others part. 
of leaving the corners and, and walking in response and humility to, to do what we have been commanded to do, to, to be ones full of compassion. Once we have entered covenant, we must do our part to point others to Father in His ways. We must radiate compassion, mercy, and kindness to those on the outside that are presently going the ways of the nations, the Goyim Gentile understanding, outside of Father's ways, sojourning along us perhaps, but peering into Father's ways via our lives to see if He is really a loving, merciful, compassionate Elohim that we say He is. It will be evidenced by our lives. We must show mercy like we have been shown mercy to those in need of moving in to covenant. So here we are again, friend. (laughs) The full gospel. The full gospel, man. There's so much more to it than like, are you saved? I don't know. What's that? Well, have you asked Jesus in your heart? Because I have. No, friend. We have to understand what the Bible says from the cover to cover, and there is a people, there are a people in covenant with, with Yahweh Elohim, and there are people who are not. And those who are not should be able to look at those who are and say, Man, I want to know. I want to know his God. I want to know him. Because through that man, through that woman, through that child, I see compassion. I see mercy. I see kindness. I see a willingness to give to me what is theirs. That should be evidenced in our life. So what does this look like for you? I know what it looks like for me because it's my life. I'm asking the Father for more eyes to see in areas that I'm not privy to yet. Yes, of course. There's ways I don't walk in this that I that are yet before me. Of course. But, but I want to put it in your court for a mere moment for you to ask yourself, what does this look like for me? What is my life? What, what do I live according to, um, according, to this command, according to this command to be compassionate? Are you walking in fulfillment of that command to be compassionate to others in hopes that they will look into our lives and be brought in? to the beautiful covenant extended to them and all of humanity? Are we walking in the first love reality to constantly remember, I look at this one, I look at this one, I look at this one, that that many are journeying alongside me. This has caused me to really step back and say, okay, this kind of goes back to the living stones thing a little bit in in the sense of who's alongside you, friend, in your life that we would say are outside of covenant, whether they're just in in Christianity and don't understand um, the full gospel of the two house and the the scattering of the tribes and judgment and the calling back in and all these things. Maybe they're just walking in darkness towards covenant. They believe they're saved, but don't really know anything of what the Bible says from cover to cover. Those individuals— Are you looking at them with compassion and kindness and mercy and crying out before the Father saying, Use me to leave the corners. Use me to show them the compassionate of you, oh great Father. Your compassion, your mercy, your kindness that you have given to me, an undeserving one. You've shown it to me, the worst of all sinners, rebellious, hard-hearted, stiff-necked. 
a heart cold as stone. (laughs) But you gave me a new heart, Father. Use me to bring them in. And maybe there's those that we'll come into contact with in our workplace or anywhere, the gas station. And Father might give us unction via Holy Spirit to say, that's someone who is willing, postured in heart, to peer in and see me. Show them my compassion. Son, I've commanded you to be compassionate. Leave the corners for somebody today. So that's my charge to to you and to myself and to anyone else who would listen. To leave the the corners. We have been given a command to be compassionate. Through strength that is not our own. Holy Spirit is our entire unction to walk this out. We are dependent upon Father to even show us how in the world to begin to do this in a way that's pleasing to Him and fulfilling this command to be compassionate. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. Praise the Father. We've got new episodes that are churning out every few days. It's been fun. It's been good. Studying His Word should consume a lot of our time, friend. I hope that's true for you as well. Don't just take my word for any of this stuff. I give you these texts. Study them out for yourself. Find out what is true and what is not. Anything that I've said that is not true, which will absolutely happen, kick it to the curb. Find by me. May truth prevail. Um, we thank you for watching. Reach out to us, as we always say, Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to come where you are. Have you come visit us. We love interacting with the body of Messiah and gleaning from one another and learning his ways together. So thank you for watching. We will see you next time. Amen.